love daddy's presence and there's an expectation in the in in, in the climate here right now that uh god is going to uh do a little bit more amen just a little bit more and uh he's coming as much as we'll let him come i, I want to say thank you to the group here that uh are talking about what god is doing they're uh seeing visions and uh they're getting prophetic utterances in their prayer time and uh, the beautiful thing is you're talking to one another about it and you're finding out that God actually still speaking from heaven today and that he does give vision without vision we will perish and that when we pray in the spirit utterances will come that man we can't explain but whoo we know that it can only come from above and then you find out someone else was praying and they got the same thing thank you for talking about it Amen. Communicating. And uh, that brings more agreement and more faith. Faith is what pleases God. Faithfulness is not about working hard to be good. Faithfulness is about choosing life. Amen. And we found out last week that when God challenged Israel in the Old Testament to choose life, Amen, that they may live long and prosper and uh, enjoy hearing his voice. That on this side of the cross, amen, choosing life in the original Hebrew means just to try. Put a little effort in it. In other words, you know what? I'm going to give Jesus a chance today. <laughs> and that moves heaven. He don't want us to ever think that we've got to work hard to get his attention or ever believe that it, because of us, this is why it happened. Anybody know what I'm talking about? At the end of the day that we all say in unison, and you hear me say it often because he won't let me stop. He wants us to catch this. Amen. We say it together. Look what the Lord has done. Amen. There's no one good but God. So you can't work hard enough to ever achieve that. Amen. Now, being gifted is cool. Boy, I want to walk down there with you right now. I just want to get off this stage. Being gifted is a pretty cool thing, isn't it? Receiving the gift is much cooler. Receiving the gift of the Spirit empowers you to be faithful. See, you can be gifted and you can work hard to be faithful and all you ever do is get frustrated. You know, I'm pretty sure it'd be awesome to have something that Jesus made as the carpenter he's declared as. I got something Jesus made. <laughs> That'd be cool, wouldn't it? But his identity wasn't a carpenter. His identity was the son of God. Word made flesh dwelt among us. He was gifted in the sense that he could do carpentry and because he's God in flesh too on top of that. But God in flesh to show us 
amen, that the word that became flesh, now flesh is becoming the word. Uh, be careful, Pastor. No, I'm, I'm not going to be careful today. I'm just going to say what the Lord's telling me. Jesus came only saying what he heard his father say. That's a good lesson for every one of us to learn. Pastor, I would, I would say what daddy's saying, but I am not hearing. The Lord wants to correct that for you today. Because we've been hearing, and you don't need a psychiatrist today. You've been hearing a lot of voices. You need Jesus today. Amen? That's what we need. But we have been put together by God the architect of all things. He wired us and he formed us and he breathed into us the breath of life. And he's asking us to go back and choose the breath of life over death. Adam was formed out of the dust of the earth. Boy, God knows what he's doing. And God put in him the breath of life which empowered what he formed out of the dust to move and to have his being and to be, amen, his representative, the one that would tend to his business, his garden. I hope you're catching this today because I can't make anybody have an ear, but if you have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying, anything is possible today. Amen? And so... As much as we were tempted to pursue gifted people, amen, and to utilize their gifting to move forward in what we perceive to be good, that's not God's pattern. It's important you pause and think of it because some of you have been taught that your gifting is your identity. And you pursued that. You have a musical gifting. I'm a musician. And I love hearing talented, gifted musicians and singers and seeing the, the art of the artist. And wow. But I've done some evaluation of late. And I've come to realize that gifted people, not that they want to do it, but without God, they'll take advantage of you. Pause for effect. We've got great people, powerful people. God loves every one of us in the earth. But we have great, powerful people that are so gifted, they become wealthy and they become famous, but they're not fulfilled. They've got lots of money and lots of fame and lots of accolades, but they're empty inside because that's not their identity. And our world is attracted to something that you know, sounds good, feels good, and they can cater to the soul. Y'all, I've been part of bands and mu music and, and the best, and I know when you hit the note just right and you get the rhythm in groove just right, that it moves everybody. Soulish. But the Lord wants to set your soul free today. Boy, the music was good today, Pastor, or the preaching was good today. 
that's not what the Lord's looking for. He's looking for you to realize how awesome his presence is. And that you have been designed by God by choice. He will not do it without your consent or your willingness and your availability. He will not do it. But he's asked every one of us the thing that Adam lost in the garden, the very breath of God. He's asking us to choose to get it back. He wants to be the reason we move and we live and we breathe. (sighs) Now, I've been around the sun long enough to know that what I'm saying, it's not Dwayne Lowe speaking right now, but every one of us is wired by God, and the DNA inside of you says, I want that. I, I want that. And by the way, desire comes from heaven. If you don't have the desire, I, I have to say it this way, you can't help it today, you're in this building, and because you just happen to be around two or three that got, got serious about Yes, Lord. You can't help it. You're going to want some of it. But it's okay for you to get eat up inside with a zeal that says, I got to have it. I want it more than anything. It's okay to ask, not beg, seek and knock. And he will meet you there. And there's nobody in this room that's going through anything. No matter what you're going through, that God's not greater than that thing that you're going through. And you're only in that thing that you're going through because he is doing something profound. Right now, in whatever it is that's bringing pain or frustration or anxiety, amen, into your world, he's doing something profound right now. That if you let him come the way he wants to come, he's going to blow your mind. And you're going to realize that after he gets through coming and you letting him, amen, where he belongs inside of your spirit, in his house, the temple, his house, that you would go back through anything and everything again for what you're experiencing in him right now. I'm talking to some very powerful people here today. There's nothing fair based on our measuring system about what you've been going through. So that you understand, I already know before you throw your case on the table and you prove your point, how bad this is and I shouldn't have to suffer this. I already agree with you. Based on logic, you're right. But when you experience the one that makes all the difference, that didn't deserve anything ever wrong, that got treated unfairly, he went through all that for me and you so that we could push all that off the table and say, Lord, here I am. Only you mean and make the difference in my life now. That's where we're at. Amen. You know, right now, anything can happen in the room because of the presence of God that's here. And uh, do y'all agree we don't deserve to feel the dynamic of his presence like we do? We don't deserve that. But he's so in love with us. And all you need to do at this point, and need is important. We need Jesus, don't we? 
It's like I told the life changers today at, at Huddle. When my grandbabies come to me and they're looking at me, now, as a parent, when my kids looked at me, it, it impacted me too, but not like grandparents to grandkids. It's just God set it up that way, and if, if, if parents could be grandparents first, wow. <laughs> it's okay, parents. The Lord knew you were wet behind the ears when you took the role in the first place, and you didn't know what you were doing. You just thought you did, because you was going to do exactly what mom and dad didn't understand because I know what not to do now. And he lets us be arrogant enough to think we can do it because he knows it's going to work out something that's powerful. But when my grandbabies come to me and they're looking at me, I know what's going on. They just want to know, do you see me, Papa? Do you see me? And some of you are asking that question to Papa today. Do you see me? And here I am, a, I'm a Papa to my grandbabies. And if I don't turn that away, but I go after it, because I want them to know, I see you. Some of you are latent right now. How much more will our Papa, our Father, want us to know that he sees us but you don't understand pastor i've been a bad grandbaby i've been a bad person i've been man you just i got and you, you lay it all out there on the table and he's already covered it before you ever was involved in it and he's proud of you not because you're good he's proud of you not because amen you uh uh, are human. Amen. He, he's proud of you because he loves you. And he has faith in you stepping into who he says you are. But to get there, it's just a little, just a little, just a step. To get there, it requires hosting him. That's it. Making room with consent and availability for him to come. Now, most of you that are here today, you know I will not shut up about this because that's all I hear him talking about. He wants us to be in his presence more than anything. He's not asking us to perform anything that equals good from our lens. And I'm asking him to help me, Lord, to, to come from all the angles. And he said, I got you covered, son. Everything's happening on time. Amen. And with open hearts, we're positioning ourselves to choose life every day. To choose life. Just to try. Amen. In the scriptures, we, we've heard about the, the three lepers. If you hadn't read the story, you want to read that story when the the, the enemy had come against Israel, and it was a great army that they couldn't number. And, and uh, three lepers are sitting outside the city because they weren't allowed to go in. Anybody felt like that before? Unclean, right? They're not even allowed to. And the, the law on that, and the, man, it was just like it was over with for a leper, right? 
Anybody feel like a leper at times? But three of them made an agreement. Why are we sitting here till we die? And they made a decision to get up and try. And when they got up and they began to make their way to the enemy's camp where there was food and there was everything they needed was there. They just made an effort, got up, heaven came on the scene. Let me just tell you this way. If you just become available and give God consent, in other words, if you'll just do what my grandbabies will do when they're looking up. I love it when they come over. They're coming, they're looking straight at me, eye to eye. They got my attention. Amen. I'll go the extra mile right now. The Lord wants to show you what he'll do for you that you can't even explain. He can take care of everything in a moment. He just wants to know, do I have your attention? Does it get any simpler than that? Then to just give God your attention? You know what basically is happening when you give God your attention? You're saying no to all the thoughts and the pressures of life and the pushback, the darkness, whatever, anxiety. You're, 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 you're disengaging from it and you're looking to him for a moment. And if you'll give him that moment, he'll meet you there in that moment and show you the value of giving him the next moment and the next and the next. <sighs> and there's no greater way to live. Y'all, I didn't plan on talking to you like this, but I know da Daddy is doing something I can't do. And he wants to encourage you to know there's a better way. I want to read a passage to you that we read last week that kind of makes it very simple for us to understand what are we actually choosing. It says Hebrews chapter 12 verse 24 and 25 that uh, we have come to Jesus who establishes a new covenant with his blood sprinkled upon the mercy seat. This is not meant to be deep just to give you some clarity on where we live when we're in anxiety and frustration, where we live when we're in joy and peace. Notice this. He put his blood up on the mercy seat. Blood that continues to speak from heaven forgiveness. A better message than Abel's blood that cried from the earth justice. And then it says, make very sure, and I would encourage you to consider that being very important, that you never refuse to listen to God when he speaks. Amen. What does God say when he speaks? <laughs> Forgiveness. What was the devil saying when he speaks? justice 
The letter kills, but the Spirit makes alive. And we live in a world right now where justice is top tier. And if you're influenced by the dynamic of justice and justice needs to be served, then what are we doing when we do that? Can I, can I be very blunt with you? We do what Lucifer did when he says, I will be like the Most High. I will arise. And he made himself a judge. Has anybody ever judged anyone before? Have you ever thought that someone deserved to give you an apology before? You ever thought that? That you deserved an apology from somebody? Have you ever put up with someone being in the room with you before? I'm bringing a little humor to it so we can laugh and keep from crying. Is if you were the mayor of Universal City, you would change some things, wouldn't you? I never had to deal with that. Because this happened just because relationships are on edge and rocky because there's another voice using the Bible to judge things good or evil. God don't, God's the only one that has the right to judge anything. He's the only one that can extend justice in the first place. Are y'all tracking? That the moment I begin to, to extend justice to people, what am I doing to myself? I'm putting myself in a, whatever I give, I'm going to give back, right? That's how powerful every one of us are. The thing that we give... That's the thing we sow. And if I've got the book on you, anybody ever heard that statement before? I got the book on you. And we use that Bible as a tool to let everybody know I'm right and you're wrong. And what we've done then, we've made ourselves the, and we forgot about the cross where Jesus Forgave them for they didn't know what they were doing. Amen. Well, pastors, now, we, 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 if we was to go there, man, the girl would just go crazy. The world's already crazy. Everybody would just get out of bounds and go, the world's already doing it. And the reason the world's doing it is because they forgot about what happened 2,000 years ago where God in flesh hung between heaven and earth and the greatest event that took place was about you and I being released to become who he says we are. And when you walk in the Spirit, you cannot sin. You cannot do evil. Anybody a believer in Jesus? Have you done stupid before? All right. All right. What's the problem then? God's still working on me. Look, let's make it really easy, y'all. I'm going to get down here shortly. God told Israel through the prophet that repentance, very powerful, that repentance and rest is their salvation. That silence and trust is their strength. That's what God said. 
Now, I want you to pause a minute and just think. I know I've got a few minutes left. But if you'll catch what the Lord's saying and you'll get an agreement in your spirit, because you can feel it here. It's not, I'm not asking you to be intelligent. I'm just asking you to give God your ear and hear what the Spirit is saying. Amen. Getting more information is not going to help you a lot. But if you ever catch, oh, that's God talking. I can't tell you how. I can't explain it, but that was God talking. That will empower you. Amen. To let him come on board. And so think about it. Repentance and rest is our salvation. Silence and trust is our strength. Amen. Well, I got an opinion. And I got a preference. And I got an idea. And I think I need to be heard. Have you ever been there before? And the Lord will let you puke it out because he loves us and he'll just let us puke it out until we get back to where he says again <laughs> pay attention I'm trying to tell you something and it'll make a difference if you'll agree with me he's looking for our agreement but we're working overtime to get him to agree with us anybody ever done that and we'll go into prayer meetings and get sweaty and I'm not preaching against sweating while you're praying in the Spirit, but we'll just get all sweaty and wore out and tired because we've tried our best to convince God what's going on and what needs to happen. Look, we've all been there more than we want to talk about. But he's, he's going to let us do that until we get sick and tired of being sick and tired of doing it. And when we finally, I'm, I'm talking to you about the Elijah, amen, syndrome. After all I've done for you, God, after everything I've done on my own, I was doing it for you, and I'm being picked on. Amen. Anybody ever said this before? Now, why would God let this happen? God didn't let it happen. He let you make a choice. That's how powerful we are. He didn't let you, you and I made a choice. That's what made it happen because we wouldn't choose him. And next thing you know, we're blaming God, and he didn't do it. He tried to make us realize we're powerful, and he knows we're going to make choices. Everybody, You're going to make choices today. Probably going to miss it too, make the wrong choice. And it's, it's going to come back, and it's going to be heavy, and it's going to be challenging. You're going to like, why did I do that? And Man, I should have asked God. Well, yeah. Amen. So we're at a place right now where we need to know the simplicity of what choosing life looks like. Anybody want to know? I, I'm giving you what he gave me because I need it simple. I need it light. I need his help. And so he gave me three things. And I broke it down to three things to encourage you. First of all, he said to me, he said, son, if you'll just be grateful. If you'll pause long enough and begin to consider 
how good I am to you. And what I went through to make sure that you were able to get back the breath I gave your daddy 6,000 years ago. If you'll just spend a little bit of time there, that's where I'll meet you in, in Thanksgiving. I'll meet you right there. And then I'll show you how to come into the inner court. Everybody knows if you read Psalms, you know that enter in through the gates of thanksgiving. If you want to go into the, the holies of holies where the throne room is, the mercy seat, and experience God's grace and mercy and love and ah, everything he wants to give you, you enter the gates first with gratitude. Amen. That's where the sacrifice is inspected at the gates, y'all. I want to be with Jesus. And the priest would inspect the sacrifice. And it had to be a spotless, perfect sacrifice. Everybody agree? In other words, come with your heart open. Don't come with part, part of your heart. Come with all of your heart. I don't know what to do in my little world right now. Here I am, Lord. And just be thankful Amen, that uh, God give me and you an opportunity to come to the throne room of our daddy, the king. Amen. And so, Thanksgiving, wow, what it does. And you start your prayer off, right, with Thanksgiving? But then he pointed out something to me. He says, uh, it's important that you quench not the spirit. Don't refuse my presence as you're being thankful. Don't refuse it. Don't refrain me from coming in. Don't be satisfied with just feeling my presence. Let me fill you up with my spirit until you're overflowing. Does that sound good? You know, in the scripture, it gives us indication that it would be wise for us to not refrain his spirit. It says it this way in Thessalonians 5.18. And in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks. First step. For this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. Never restrain. In the King James it says quench. Never restrain or put out the fire of the Holy Spirit. Don't do that. Amen. Well, Pastor, how in the world would I, why would I do that? The enemy still has influence on in all of our lives. How do I know that? We have certain thought processes, preferences, ideas. We've gathered information that didn't come out of heaven. And we utilize that information to most likely promote ourselves, what we want to do in life. And the Lord allowed that because he knew it was going to wear us out and we was going to get wearied. And when we hit the bottom, that would be a good place to be for him to meet us, right? And so these ideas and these, these 
these mindsets that we have, thought processes, include justice. Amen. It's like I'm driving down the road and uh, a red light happens at 2 o'clock in the morning on a main drag. Justice is, my goodness, what can't the city manager get this right? And the Lord will let me sit there at that red light. And he's already done it to me. It was humorous. It's like he's really in charge. It's not the city manager. It's Jesus. He's in charge. And he'll let me sit there at a red light at a ridiculous time in the morning when it should be green. Has anybody ever thought God should be doing certain things that he wasn't doing when you thought he ought to be doing it? You know, y'all heard me talk about it. I mean, the alarms go off at the church, and I mean, they're calling. They're going to send the police out and stuff. And, and I said, hold on, I'll go out there. Probably just nothing to it, and I'll let you know if there's a problem. Well, I'm in a hurry to get here. And the Lord's not in a hurry whatsoever. Matter of fact, he's not worried about the thing that he put here on this property. He's pretty confident he can cover it. But my logic and my way of thinking and my thought processes have me in a place where he needs to set me free. And he has me sitting at a red light for a while, ridiculously, on Pat Booger. And finally it turns green, and I was so tempted to run it. But I know that he had Barney Five out there. I don't mean that disrespectfully. And they were going to have to put their bullet in their gun. And so I... And so I serve as a pastor in the city. I got to sit here. Finally, it turned green. And the next light turned red. And about the third time, y'all, I got to laughing. Because I finally, like Elijah, I'm not calling myself Elijah, but I am telling you we are all super to daddy and we're his spirit beings. He finally got through to me on the third light. Now, all you prayer warriors that's been praying for me, y'all been praying right. Daddy's still trying to get my attention. But on the third red light, I got it. Started laughing and realized what was going on. And I repented. And the moment I repented to him at that red light, it was still red, I rested. <sighs> you got it. <sighs> It turned green. This is helping somebody. I was quenching the spirit because I had a mindset that equaled the voice that cries from the earth, justice. And I'm blaming the city manager, and the city manager ain't doing nothing wrong because he he's not in charge of all of it or she, whoever. God's in charge. And he's still working on all of us, making us. <sighs> Silence and trust is your strength. Amen. Amen. And the third thing that would be advantageous for Saul to consider if we're going to choose life is let the Spirit of God empower you. It says it this way in scriptures that after Jesus was baptized that he was overflowing 
with the Spirit. And the Spirit, now this is God in flesh. God is a Spirit, right? The Spirit took him into the wilderness to test him by the accuser. And after he was tested for 40 days, the scripture says that he come out in power. <laughs> and he was able to go about and do the ministry of the kingdom. Some of you are experiencing some desert challenges and you don't know what to do with it. Amen. And I... I most of you, just give me five minutes with you. We, we could rehearse it, and we could talk about when you and Jesus met and how awesome it was when the Spirit of God filled you up. <sighs> but that same Spirit that filled you up and you were so excited about took you into a testing time by the accuser. The one that's all about justice and fairness. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So that God could do a profound work in you and me. That after he had done the profound work by being tested by the accuser, we would come out in power. The next six months to a year, I want to be very acutely aware. I'm just saying things you were already wondering. You're doing this right now with our world condition. Wars, rumors of wars, stuff. I'm not a prophet of doom. Not, no, I'm a kingdom minister. I come with good news. Amen. Bearing the precious word that brings hope in life. But be aware Everything going on in our world right now come because humanity was given the right to make a choice. The pushback is going to be interesting in the next six months to a year. Don't worry. Relax. Hold it. We're in the cleft of the rock when we're in the spirit. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. But there's something about a good storm. an opportunity for God to be glorified I'm saying this to you because you can choose life and become God's representative that breathes the breath of life amen and you walk and you move and you have your being in him and the kingdom of God and his glory can fill the earth Everything that can be shaken will be shaken until everything that cannot be shaken remains. So what's going to remain that cannot be shaken? Oh, here we go. Forgiveness. The message of hope, not justice. Not fairness. But God is coming in the clouds and those clouds represent his church 
a great cloud of witnesses that have let him come to his house so that he can manifest. And we get to have fun, ladies. If you're in the Spirit, you get to have fun. If you're in the Spirit, i got to read this to you so you can know. Amen. It says it this way, um, Romans 8 and 9. But when the Spirit of Christ empowers your life, you are not dominated by the flesh, but by the Spirit. And if you are not joined to the spirit of the anointed one, you are not of him. Amen. And he intends on shaking everything that's not of him out. Amen. So I'm, I'm uh, encouraging you right now. Let the Lord talk to you about how much he loves you and how much he's done for you. And let gratitude, ask God to help, help you with your thanksgiving button. Amen. Until you get overwhelmed with thanksgiving. And when you get thankful enough about how good God's been for you when you didn't deserve it, don't hold the Spirit back. And while they... Preach the word. It says it right there in Acts 10. The Holy Spirit fell on them. And they were all filled. Not some. All. What, why wouldn't I be filled by the Spirit? Because I got too much information pushing back and resisting and quenching. Come on, man. I, ladies, the thing about it is our religious influences... Don't do anything but hinder us from the best that God has to offer. And if we will stop resisting God from being Lord in his house and allowing him to be the king, amen, of his kingdom within us, we'll become his mouthpiece and we'll only say what we hear our Father say. This is so important. Now, I was going to open up with this question, but I'm going to close with it. Have you met anybody before? Have you, do you know of anybody in your life that can forgive 490 times in one day? Good answer. And I'd like to say to you today, if you haven't met someone that can forgive 490 times in one day, it's time to meet him. And when you meet him just right, and you let him be your daddy, you're going to find out that you bear his image and that he's given you his identity. There's something to be said about repentance and rest. It's our salvation. It's not this Christian cliche, I'm saved. I've confessed the Lord, and that's awesome. If you confess him right, amen, you're saved. But just because you read it in Scripture and you repeat it and you haven't experienced it, Pastor Lowe, be careful now. No, I'm, I'm, I've got the enemy all tensed right now. Religious spirits have got to be called out.
because your daddy's kids, you're his grandbabies, and he sees you. He sees you. It's time to meet him. And he's as real as you'll let him be. And it's getting to a place, y'all, that the Lord's setting the dynamics in this house. I'm not talking about this building. I'm talking about you. He's setting the dynamics where we're not going to be ashamed of the gospel of Christ any longer. Because we know it's the power of God unto salvation. To the Jew first. When did it start? Acts chapter 2. To the Jew first. It happened in Acts. What started in Acts 2 and went from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria and to the uttermost part. It don't change. It's the same. And the experience is life-changing. When I was filled with the Spirit. Did y'all know I didn't hold any grudges when I got filled? Before I got filled, man, I was a little lawyer at 12 years old. But when I got thankful that I could feel his presence, and I decided, well, I'm not going to push back on you. I'm going to let you. Come on, uh, yeah. So it's a lot easier when you're a kid than when you get to be my age now. Because you got all this stuff you got to clear out of your mind. Because that will quench and resist and restrain the spirit. But when I got thankful and I opened up without any restraint, the spirit of God came in and empowered me. And I couldn't find anybody I couldn't hug their neck with with joy. I didn't hold any grudges for at least two weeks. Right? Come on now. I was learning something. I needed to come to him every day. But for some reason, he let me go two weeks like, man, Todd turned the cheek. I could do this 409 times in one day. That, that empowerment was there. And that's pretty much smack talking because I was... 12 years old. I don't know, 409 times we'll do it one day. But the Lord is leading us to a place where we will be just like Him. I'm pretty sure He went over 490 times in one day. He's been doing that for millennials. Millenniums, right now. He's been, He's going, one millennium at the next. How many times over 490 times in one day? Because he's in love with us. And we've done him wrong. And we've tried to manipulate and control him and blame stuff on him. <laughs> Y'all, I'm not, I'm not preaching to anybody in this room. I'm preaching to the guy in the mirror. How do you suppose the guy in the mirror that I have to deal with, what I've learned this past week from that guy? Y'all, this is good for us. I found out this week from the guy in the mirror that all anxiety, all frustration, all darkness, all anger, all guilt, all shame, all that stuff is a product of my idea of justice. And when I'm experiencing any of that darkness or that pushback or that atmosphere, that Oh, so you're trying to be justified right now. You're trying to 
present your case on why you're right and somebody else might be wrong. And when the moment I begin to measure things between me and another relationship from a good to evil dynamic, all of a sudden the enemy has an open door to come in like a flood. Because when I'm measuring you from my intellect on what I believe right and wrong is, I just rejected my, grand, my, my daddy. I just rejected Jesus. Has anybody ever done that before? The guy, the, I know the guy in the mirror that wants to come out of the grave. The flesh wants to live. But you know, I've come to realize, y'all, I don't, I don't care for anger, depression, anxiety, sickness, guilt. I don't care for that stuff. It's, I'm just not wired to host that. And I have done plenty of it. But sooner or later, there's got to be a time when we just say enough is enough. And if all we did here today was just get thankful, you'd be blown away. What would begin to happen in your spirit? Oh, yeah, you could quench him. You could push him back and say, oh, I don't know if that's necessary. I don't know, and Lord, if I'm going to let you come. I want to stay in charge of me. And the Lord said, no, you need to let go because you've been in charge of you long enough, and all you do is cause you problems. Every one of us have our religious demons. We don't want to call them them. We call them, oh, no, that's like, that come from Granny and Papa and Uncle so-and-so. And, you know, I just this way I believe it. Yeah, well, that's a religious demon. If the Lord don't believe it like that, why in the world are you believing it like that? Pastor Lowe, be careful now. And right now, I can't be careful for nothing at this point. Daddy is letting you know by his presence. It's him talking. It's not Dwayne. The DNA in you is speaking loud and clear. Let me in. Enough is enough. And if he started this thing 2,000 years ago, amen, in fire, he's still doing it in fire today. And don't accept an easy, you know, quote this prayer after me. Shaking my hand ain't going to save you. But if you can put your hand in the hand of the one from Galilee... I hope he's in me enough. I hope he's in you enough that we can put our hand in the hand. (sighs) And where one can put a thousand religious demons to flight, two can put 10,000. And our community can be set free from their guilt and their shame and their pain and their broken relationships and their sickness and their disease. Amen. Because we come into an agreement that Choosing life is really light and easy. It's never been heavy. It's never been burdensome. That God can actually come into your family conditions and what you've seen as years and millennials of curses, it's broken. Anybody ready to meet the one who can forgive 490 times in one day? He's all over you right now. We're designed to host him. Can we stand? Thank you, Father, for your presence.
allowing me to be in the presence of your children, your people. You drew them here today. No one can come to you unless your spirit draw them. And I'm so encouraged today to know you are drawing us to you on a different level, Lord. Lord, everybody in this room wants to be set free from the dynamics of this present world, the doom and the despair, the political strife, all the evil workings in our world. And we want the joy of the Lord and your kingdom to come into our homes. But for that to happen, every one of us need to stand before you today with open arms and let you, as our Papa, just pick us up and remind us of how precious we are to you. You're telling everybody in this room, nobody's guilty. That guilt's already been taken care of. That sin has already been covered. And his blood is speaking from heaven right now. Forgiveness. 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 Amen. Can we lift our hands and say, Daddy, pick me up. I'm here. He wants you to know he sees you. He's about to pick you up out of pain. He's about to pick you up out of trouble. Whew. Just you and him. No one else is here. Just you and the one that can forgive 490 times in one day. You can come forward if you want to. We're here to join with you and break all the shackles that the enemy has put on you. Every lie. God bless you for being here today. Guests, thank you for coming. We're going to spend some time in Daddy's presence. God bless you.